So in the service of creating balance for us in our practice, again at this time of day, maybe tuning up some of the heart, some of the heart quality in, in our practice, on our raft, reinflating the tubes. When you, when you find yourself running a rapid, you need to make sure you've got enough air in your raft. had another analogy and it's now slipped my mind I'm getting confused with all our analogies <laughs> but you know, maybe taking some time at this, this time of day to intentionally turn the, turn the mind towards these qualities of the Brahma Viharas or sublime, immeasurable, divine abidings to tune them up a little bit and today uh, seems appropriate given that we've been um, looking at dispassionately observing our thinking and thoughts and dispassionately observing the feeling turns and the perceptions and the stories that we tell to just tune up this quality of equanimity a little bit equanimity being perhaps the most in some ways the most difficult of the of the four in that it requires a really deep capacity to let go and um, really just you know is something that evolves over time it's almost like you can't switch it on it comes as a byproduct of our unfolding evolving wisdom so yesterday Caroline had the image of the house with four rooms there's another image for these um, four Brahma Viharas that I really like that comes from Bhikkhu Analio where he talks about metta as being like the sun the warmth and radiance of the sun and he likens metta, loving kindness, to the sun that shines at midday, that shines equally on everywhere, on all beings. When the sun is directly overhead, it casts minimal shadow, it, it shines on everything. And mudita, the quality of appreciative joy, is like the sun in the early morning that kind of sparkles on the morning dew and the, the leaves and the grass and it has that kind of effervescent, joyous quality and compassion is like the sun in the evening when it's maybe got a kind of orangey glow to it and the light becomes a little softer and there's a poignancy to the setting of the sun and the quietening of the day and then equanimity likens to the moon at night the full moon at night that reflects the radiance of the sun and casts this light but it's a cool light there's a, there's a coolness to it and so equanimity does have this, this, cool, this coolness to it, but it's not a coldness. Um, upeka, 
the word for equanimity means kind of looking upon in the sense of taking a long and a wide view of things so we've been practicing that in different ways without necessarily naming it as such naming naming it as equanimity but again even you know as we practice mindfulness as we practice calmly knowing the changing flow of phenomena we're training already we're training in equanimity we're training in taking this long and wide and spacious view there's another way that equanimity is described in a kind of way that it's explained and I think this is more in commentaries that there's another word that's used to kind of encapsulate the quality of equanimity which is translated, the Pali word is tatra majatata, which is a mouthful, but it translates as something like there in the middleness. We develop a quality of there in the middleness. And I actually really like that kind of formulation of equanimity. And I have a... a an image that I like to use of it which is really inspired by Gaia House and inspired particularly by the plane tree the beautiful big tree on the lawn there are several beautiful big trees but for me particularly the plane tree which is kind of has this wide and spreading magnificent branches and this sturdy trunk and this sense of it really kind of offering shelter to myriad beings and enjoyment to hundreds and thousands of passing retreatants and I've got no idea how old it is but I imagine it's pretty old that tree it's seen a few things and how many of us have taken our you know moments of dukkha and our moments of joy to the to the roots of that tree so that's a really beautiful image of there in the middleness and it has weathered all these different storms and maybe about to weather a little bit more weather than it's had in the last few days thinking of the, the weather the wind blowing through the, blowing through the tree with, that's in full leaf as being a little like it's, it's going to the spa it's getting a core workout and a, and a uh, a cut and a blow dry or a trim and a <laughs> trim and a blow dry <laughs> and an exfoliation so maybe you know we might think it only loves the sun and the rain but perhaps it enjoys being blown on also um, so the other thing about the trees is that they have their roots extend way into the earth and if you see the drawings or pictures of trees kind of below and above the ground it's as if the whole tree repeats itself under the ground so just the, the depth and the breadth of the root system of that tree and when we have really stable roots into the ground that enables us to have more of this quality of here in the middleness that the tree has being able to stay still or to stay rooted in the middle of things. And I like this, the fact that you know trees have to give a little bit in the wind, to move a little. There's not a brittleness to it. So 
we can inspire ourselves with that sense of finding our roots into the ground and without being brittle but without being knocked off our seat by whatever passes through the space of awareness so an invitation to practice this staying seated in the middle and Ajahn Chah also likened it to being we've used the Rumi poem The Guest House and he also, Ajahn Chah, I don't think he probably hadn't read Rumi but he had this analogy of being like the, the host who sits in their seat and receives all the guests but they don't get up from the seat you don't vacate your seat and let a guest occupy it you stay there and you receive them all So we can practice this with the changing weather inside and outside. We can practice this with the different sounds. The ones that we love and find pleasant and think should be part of our retreat and the ones that we think, oh, it's a shame maybe they should do that another week. (laughs) And maybe they haven't bothered us at all. So, so we can practice with sound we can practice it with our body sensations we can practice it with other people relationally so as we sit and I'll just guide us into our sitting in a minute or two just allowing whatever wants to come into awareness to come and be received without getting up and leaving your seat So we can do this by really having attention rooted in the body, really feeling our center, feeling our vertical axis, if you like, and staying connected with our vertical axis. And so it may be that just allowing the breath and the sounds and the occasional or the frequent thoughts to come and go and being sitting there in the middle is a really good practice of equanimity for you this afternoon. Or it may be that you have particular people or situations that just keep, you know, keep coming to mind. And then if you want to, there's an opportunity to practice equanimity in a more relational way with a kind of contemplation, which you might use as a phrase to yourself or just an orientation or a perspective to cultivate in the mind which is the reflection that though we wish for one another's happiness we are not in control of all circumstances or of other people's (coughs) happiness so you might say to your visitor something along the lines of although I want you to be happy your happiness is not in my control you have your own journey although I wish you to be happy your happiness is not in my control you have your own journey And in a way, that's a gift. It's giving people 
and ourselves the gift of independence from one another. It's, it's honouring other people's independence and it's honouring our own. So you can allow visitors, but you don't have to give up your seat to them. And then if visitors come who really are asking for one of the other Brahma-viharas, asking for some metta, asking for some compassion, asking asking for some mudita, you can give them that also. But from this place of equanimity, which keeps those qualities in balance. Okay. So let's begin by feeling our physical there in the middleness in whatever posture you're in finding your seat if you're not already there maybe taking a deep breath and then with your exhale just Letting your weight rest into the earth. Feeling the shape of your body above the ground. Feeling your contact with the surfaces beneath you. You might imagine that your roots go deep into the ground, mirroring the shape of your body above. Maybe feeling the support of that allows the body to soften, to relax a little. As you relax, you relax earthwards and you also relax skywards. There's an opening into space. Feeling of spaciousness. Sensing your own presence here. Taking your seat in the midst of things. Sensing yourself like the tree, the great tree on the lawn, rooted deep into the earth and open to receive the breath, the air, 
contact of touch and of sound. Be feeling the movement of your breath like the sap rising in the trunk. Sap rising and returning to the earth. Maybe there's an awareness of the whole body out to the skin and the space around you, immediately around you. So if you were breathing in and out through the pores of your skin and the pores of your leaves. So just exploring for yourself what is it that supports you to have a sense of being steady and rooted. Of being able to rest into your seat.
and then just allowing the visitors to come and go Maybe they just pass by at some distance, maybe they come closer. We can just sit and allow them to come and go and no need to leave our seat. Maybe as you rest and sense into this quality of equanimity, you find that it has a little flavour of metta, of friendliness that mingles with it. Keeping it warm. Just exploring for yourself how it is. Mm. 